What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Wiregrass High School Football Report, your weekly look at all things high school football in the Wiregrass. I am your host, Philip Jordan, in studio host and producer for Russell Wolves Football on 96.9, The Legend. It is here. We got through it. We had games this past Thursday and Friday night in week zero. The season has kicked off. We have games each and every week now. get to have some games to talk about, some results, some finals uh, to open the show with. So uh, very excited. We got a good amount of week zero games to talk to you guys about in just a few moments. And also be joined by Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison. He will be on. Cottonwood played in the Jamboree on Thursday night against Slocum. Uh, we'll talk about that, get his thoughts, what he learned from his team in there. And also we'll preview their matchup with Northside Methodist coming up this Thursday. Interesting matchup there. And look, I'll, I'll go ahead and pull the curtain back. I am a Cottonwood graduate from 2005. But uh, the Northside Methodist, they are coached by Toby Green, who used to coach at Cottonwood. And Coach Harrison at one time was the head coach of Northside Methodist. So just, you know, one of the little interesting things uh, going in to that matchup, which they played last year, an overtime matchup. Cottonwood won at Repute. So uh, let's see if those two can uh, have an exciting matchup this time around to open up the season for Cottonwood, which will be the second game for Northside Memphis, which we'll get into the result from Thursday night in just a few moments. And then after we uh, talk with Coach Harrison, we will look at the schedule for this week. Week one, full slate of games. Teams that did not play this past week and week zero are playing this week. So a full slate of games uh, to get you guys uh, caught up on. But before we jump into all that, let you guys know you can find me in the podcast. You can find me on social media at PJordanSCC. Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, so please follow, rate, and review. You can also listen over on 969thelegend.com. You can also check out the show and watch it over on my YouTube page, Philip Jordan Sports. Just look it up, Philip Jordan Sports YouTube. Uh, hit the subscribe button, hit the bell for all the notifications. And if you leave a comment on the Wiregrass High School Football Report episodes, I will read that on a future edition as well. And you can always email me at sports.philipjordan at gmail.com. Now let's look at week zero. Let's go around the wiregrass. All right, everybody. Now let's jump into the week zero matchups from this past Thursday and Friday. And we do start off on Thursday where Andalusia defeated Op 35-7. to uh, Andalusia jumped out 20 nothing at halftime. Uh, Andalusia was ranked number three in 4A, op number four in 3A. So two really good teams getting off the season there. Big win for Andalusia. Northside Methodist defeated Houston County 42-20 to to open up their season at Repute Stadium. It was 16-6 to going into the fourth quarter. Northside outscored Houston County 26-14 to in the fourth quarter, 40 combined points there. Running back J.J. Smith for Northside Methodist had 135 yards. Quarterback Harrison Hicks had two touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Now we jump into Friday night, and you would have heard this game right here on 96.9 The Legend. Uh, Dothan defeated Carroll 45-19 to to kick off the Jed Kennedy era with a victory. Now Dothan did trail early 13-0 in this one. Carroll won a 73-yard 11-play drive that went over five and a half minutes to go up 6-0, uh, failed on the extra point. The very next possession, Dothan did get close to midfield, uh, but they fumbled in Carroll's. Talon Vickers picked it up for a 39-yard touchdown run to put Carroll up 13-0 with 5.15 left in the first quarter. And then Braxton Hornsby at Dothan set him, set him up good for the Wolves, getting them near midfield. And just the next play, Tamarian Peterson took a direct snap for a 44-yard touchdown to get Dothan with a 13-8. They went for two after that. 
then the Wolves would go on. They would get the lead, and it was 24 to 19 in the third quarter, but Dothan would extend there in the fourth quarter, like I said, to win the game 45 to 19. The Wolves scored on five of six possessions and holding Carroll to seven first downs and six punts in the uh, six points, excuse me, for the rest of the game. Uh, the Dothan offense was clicking on the ground for 348 yards on just 36 attempts for a 9.7 average. Only one official pass in the game. Other scores on the night, Raymond Blackman had a 42-yard touchdown and a one-yard touchdown. Uh, Marion Peterson also had a, he had three touchdowns on the game. He had another 40-yard-plus touchdown as well. And Octavius Thomas had a three-yard touchdown run in the game. I'll continue on with Friday night. We're going to stay in 7A Region 2 teams. Enterprise defeated Bay High 41-7 to kick off the Ben Blackman era. Their enterprise, of course, he is replacing Rick Darlington. It was just 14 to nothing at halftime, but Enterprise really distanced himself there in the second half. Michael Johnson had three touchdowns in the game. Houston Academy defeated Wicksburg 28 to zero. Three touchdown passes from Caden Mitchell, two to two to Will Wells, and one to Riggs Hickey. Uh, Headland defeated Geneva in a very entertaining game, 38 to 26. Uh, Jackson Williams for Headland at quarterback had three touchdowns on 186 yards rushing, and he was eight of 10 passing for 29 yards. Also on the ground for Headland, Luke, 118 yards and two touchdowns. Connor Cook added with nine tackles. Kingston Tolbert had 110 yards rushing and two touchdowns for Geneva. Ayrton defeated Dale County 60-28. to Ayrton quarterback Ian Sin had, was 15-23 to for 295 passing and five touchdowns. Jordan Smith was 241 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, for Dale County, Demarcus Smith had 126 yards and one touchdown. And uh, Christian Ross, a Memphis uh, commit, he had seven catches for 124 yards and a 15-yard touchdown. Highland Home defeated Providence 28-6. to It was tied 6-6 early, but then the flying squadron pulled away. Abbeville defeated Beulah 26-0. Wontavious Conley had 207 yards in the game. And Kinson defeated Sampson 34-12 in that one. And then finishing up with the rest of the games on Friday night, Elba defeated New Brockton 40-8. Elba led 33-0 at halftime. Alvin Henderson had 191 yards and three touchdowns. And also on the ground, JT Coleman had 149 yards and two touchdowns. Goshen defeated Delville. 38 to 19, and then Abbeville Christian defeated Coosa Valley Academy 21 to 0. And that is this week's edition of Around the Wiregrass. We're sure to have a whole lot more scores on next week's show when more teams are getting going and uh, playing their first games this week, and some teams will be playing their second game of the season. All right, guys, now we're going to go to my conversation I had early on Sunday with Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison. All right, everybody joining me on the show this week is a Cottonwood Bears head coach, Dustin Harrison. And uh, Coach Harrison, I appreciate you coming on the show this week and talk about the Cottonwood Bears. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Anytime I can talk about Cottonwood, I'm, I'm down. All right, glad to have you on here. At, uh, I know you guys uh, played a jamboree on Thursday night. I know some teams in the area got going this past week. But uh, uh, against Slocum on Thursday night, uh, varsity won 26-0. Just uh, com- coming out of the, the jamboree, uh, uh, what did you learn about your team? Um, well, we, we did a lot of things good, a lot of things right. Our effort was great, and uh, physicality was good. Um, we lacked a lot of – um, execution in different places, different spots, and uh, that's usually to be expected for your first um, first first time playing in the fall. So 
a lot of stuff to fix as far as execution goes and, and mental things to fix, but the effort was really good, and that's what we preached because that's something they can control at all times. And effort was great. Fitzcat uh, is great. Attitudes were good, and so we're really proud of them for that much. Yeah, how, how much is a benefit is playing in a jamboree leading up to your first game season? That way, you do get you do get that that game feel, that game action going into that first game. Well, I mean, it's a double edged sword. You know, I mean, uh, there's usually most teams improve the most from their first game to their second game, and so obviously you're going to get better uh, from from one week to the next. You know, and so that's an advantage. But you know, both teams it's their first game, so it's not like you. You know, the, the first game you play, that team's not any more prepared than you are either. So, um, where I think it would be a big-time disadvantage if you didn't have any type of uh, game or jamboree week zero, and then you played week one against somebody else that did, I think you actually have a big disadvantage in that situation. Uh, uh, so, oh, how's it been with the team, you know, going through the spring practice into the summer as you went into fall camp? What's been the, uh, the energy level? What's been, the, you know, what, what's been a lot with, with the team? Um, their attitudes this year are fantastic. They're fo- they're focused. They're locked in. Our uh, players are taking ownership. Um, lots of you know, we really try to push ownership on the players, uh, meaning that we want them to see this as their team, not as the head coach's team, not as the assistant coach's team, not as the, the administration's team, but as as their team. This is their team. Um, they're the ones that put blood, wet, blood, sweat, and tears uh, on the field, on the practice field, in the weight room for this team, for this program. And so ultimately, uh, it's theirs to take care of. And if you if you own something, if you own a vehicle, for instance, um, it's going to really bother you if somebody comes up and tries to damage it or, or keys it or mess up your paint job or pours coke in your gas tank, then it's going to really upset you because that's yours. It's, you, you have ownership of it. Uh, whereas if it's something that you don't own, you, you think, hey, this is my problem. And uh, the same thing goes for a football team because you're going to have all kinds of obstacles that come up. Um, and distractions that come up, and uh, and people that you know that, that try to tear the team down, and um, and so if if it's your team and you take ownership of it, then you're going to do everything you can to protect it. And uh, when you get a team full of guys to do that, uh, I think you can do some great things. Uh, go, going into the season, you know, on both offense defense. So, what do you see like your, your team's biggest strength? Um, well, I, I feel like we have. A really good group um, returning up front on defense. Uh, have a lot of returning starters defensively, especially at inside linebacker at, on defensive line. Um, and we have two returning starters in the secondary side. So I feel like there's, you know, we're pretty strong across the board on that side of football. Um, uh, we're, you know, very, they're very coachable. Um, they, they're able to adapt well to different sets because in high school football, especially two way. You might play a team that runs the double wing or single wing one week. And then the very next week, you might play a team that runs a sprint. And then the next week, you might play a team that runs a flex zone. And then the next week, you might play a team that runs a lot of options. So you just, um, you know, spread options. So you just don't ever know where you're going to get from week to week. So you got to be able to adapt and uh, play sound fundamental football, you know, against whatever you see. And our team's done a good job of that so far. I know what uh, you guys have eight returning starters on that side of the ball on defense. Got a lot of seniors. I was looking at uh, you know some of the list of players you guys got coming back. Eli Herring, he, 
uh, Ethan McCardle, Colin Strickland up front. And you've got C.J. Carroll, a senior at linebacker, a senior safety with Dylan McCardle. Just and when you're talking about those different offenses, how big is that when you have a veteran group, a, a group that's been playing together for a few years? Where That's the thing where they, they're not going to see something they haven't seen before. So, I mean, how, how big and important is that? That's really important because it's, um, it's one of those things where there's no substitute for experience. Um, and whenever you've been there, done that, and had to had to do it in a game, not just in practice, it's a, it's a big it's a big advantage, you know, because some teams may not have guys out there that's been through the been through game situations and had to make calls and checks and had to communicate. And um, I mean, there you know, like I said, you can, there's substitutes for different things, but there's no substitute for experience. Oh, when you look at your defense, how would you best describe like the style of defense or the type of defense you like your teams to play? Aggressive, fundamentally sound, uh, disciplined, and uh, and a team that swarms the defense that swarms to the football. Uh, on the offense side of the ball, you don't have as many starters coming back from there, but uh, you got your quarterback coming back, Caden Simmons. You got one offense lineman, Eli Herring. He's back uh, at receiver tight end, Ethan McCardle and Dylan McCardle. But uh, when you look at your offense, uh, uh, what have you seen through through practice in the Jamboree leading into this opening game this Thursday? Uh, well, we got we got lots of playmakers. Um, you know, one thing I, I noticed from uh, – I didn't even know it. I mean, I planned it going into the game using a lot of different guys, but I didn't realize we would use so many until I saw the stat sheet. But we – we ran uh, six different backs and, um, you know, played three different quarterbacks and uh, and played six different receivers. So, I mean, we got seven, excuse me, seven different receivers. So, we got lots of, you know, lots of depth without much drop-off, which is a big advantage when you're talking about 2A high school football. Uh, when you have a, you know, when there's not a whole lot of difference between your first guy and your number three guy, then you're in really good shape. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what stands out with us is we have lots of new faces there, but they're hungry to learn and and they're they're hungry to work and, and do the things right and they want to do things right. So it creates depth when you have that, and depth is really is really crucial, especially when you get down down the middle of the field, middle of the year stretch, um, and you get people nicked up and whatnot. Having depth it really helps a lot. It also helps in your competition and practice because competition creates efficiency when you have people competing. They tend to perform at a higher level. And the more competition you have and you can create in practice, I think the better you're going to be on Thursday night or Friday night when you're playing. Yeah, when you have competition like that uh, in practice, when you know against each other, that's kind of, I'm not going to say it makes the game easier, but it does make things a little bit different, more simpler, or you know you you kind of play like a game like atmosphere during the, during the week. So when you get to Friday night or Thursday night, you should be ready to go. Is that kind of like how that kind of works? Well, absolutely. I mean, if you go against somebody. In practice, it's just as good, and maybe sometimes even possibly better than what you may see on uh, on Friday night. Then it, it makes the game easy, so to speak. Um, I'm not saying it's that way um, all the time, or you know, certainly this week, you know, against Finn like Northside, I don't think that you know that we have lots of lots of scout team guys that are better than anybody they got. But when you got guys that maybe maybe push you that are really similar in talent to what you'll go against. Um, in the game, it's it's a big time advantage. It makes it makes everything kind of slow down in the game. You, know, you talked about your defense uh, up front, but how about on the offensive line? How's the uh, offensive line looking going into the season? Well, we're really young, um, very very young up front. Have a lot, um, you know. We have less size than we've had in the past, um, but we have some really hungry guys up there that are that are improving 
big deal each each practice. I would say improving each week. I mean, every single practice, um, you know, they're getting better and getting more comfortable and getting more experience. And, uh, I, you know, I think that they'll be, you know, we'll make up for size and, and experience in other ways. And uh, I've been really pleased with their development. We still have a really, really long way to go there up front. But I, I really believe we'll get there. we got a great offensive line coach, uh, Kevin Witten, and a great group of kids that are playing there that I have full confidence in to continue to get better and be better each week. Uh, you know, I mentioned you do have your quarterback coming back, Caden uh, Simmons. Uh, what have you seen like his development through the summer, you know, spring, summer, and then going into the fall as well? Well, you know, like I said, there's no substitute for experience, especially at a at a position like quarterback. Um, quarterback is a, is obviously the, the toughest position to play on the field, and uh, and you know they get too much blame when things don't go right, and they get too much credit when things do go right. And it's uh, it's you gotta have a level head, and you gotta focus on what you can control and not not dwell on the things you can't control. And uh, Kevin, I mean, uh, Caden uh, Simmons has a great ability to, to you know focus on what he can control, and he's he's level headed. He don't get too high, he don't get too low, which is good in a quarterback. Having a, a full year under his belt, and then you know two spring games he started, and then now one fall jamboree. So he's he's got a lot of experience for a kid that's only had one year starting. So, looking to this Thursday night, well, you guys, your home opener, season opener, playing Northside Memphis. Of course, they played uh, a game last week. They they played on a Thursday against Houston County. Uh, I know we're recording this on on a Sunday afternoon, but how much have you been able to see of them, and kind of what what sticks out to you? Well, you know, I mean, we we changed film uh, Thursday night or Thursday, and I guess I should say the wee hours of the morning Friday. And so they, we both had each other's film, I guess, now for about seven to two hours. And um, I mean, there's there's only so much you can draw from one game. You got to be real careful not to get too carried away with just having one game of film because there's you know the tendencies aren't real strong and can easily be broken. Um, the main thing we're looking at, we're looking at right now, is their personnel and, um, and and how they're trying to use people and you know the things we need to do to to, to play with them and. Uh, and, you know, I think they're a great football team, and I think they got one of the best coaches around. Um, Toby Green's a great coach, and uh, he's going to have them ready to play. Um, and he's going to be ready to play when he comes to see us um, this week. So we're going to have to be ready to play and, and be focused and locked in and uh, and prepare really well this week, especially it being a short week. Yeah, you know, when you do play a, a Thursday night game, how does that kind of like change the routine throughout the week? Well, different coaches do it different ways. Um, what we've always tried to do is we'll our Tuesday practice we'll do on Monday. We'll combine Monday and Tuesday practice and have that type of practice on Monday. And then our what we typically have is our Wednesday practice we'll we'll do on Tuesday. And then our run through we'll typically do on Wednesday. And so it really knocks it's almost like we subtract a Monday practice and kinda have to do it with the, and attach the Tuesday type practice. That makes sense, and so your practices on Monday and Tuesday are going to go a little bit longer um, since you're losing a whole day. Um, but we try to still keep it concise because when you get out there too long, you're not you're not accomplishing anything for anybody. So we try to still be very efficient with our time, but sometimes it goes 10, 15 minutes longer than usual. 
I mean, I, I'm sure though. Like, okay, you have a short week going into it, but when you play that Thursday game, you have an extra day the next week. So that's kind of, in a way, it's, that's got to be a benefit too. When you do play that short week, you know, the rare times you do it, you do have an extra day for the next week. Absolutely. I mean, Thursday nights are my favorite. I enjoy those more than any. I love playing a Thursday night game for a lot of reasons, and that's that's one of the big ones. It gives you an extra day to prepare for your opponent and to you know rest, recover. And uh, it's exciting, especially when you're playing a home Thursday night game, because you usually have a good crowd. There's less less other games going around. Usually, you have a, a really good crowd there, which is also fun. And um, and to me, it's just it's, it's exciting to have the challenge to prepare in a shorter amount of time. I, I, I've always enjoyed it, and I like it. All right, uh, before I let you go, there's a question I've been asking coaches this year. And last year, I had you on. I probably asked you the what should you think about Friday Night Lights? So this year, a little bit different. Uh, we'll close this conversation out with the coaches. Just uh, when you're away from football, you know, when the season's over with, when, you know, everything's kind of calmed down for you, what are some other things you enjoy doing? Things I enjoy doing, I enjoy grilling. Um, that's that's one of my, my favorite hobbies is, uh, is, is I'll smoke, you know, smoke ribs or smoke brisket or uh, tenderloin or things of that nature. I, I enjoy doing that, enjoy cooking. Um I enjoy obviously spending time with my family because when it's not football season, I try to make up for lost time. Um, it's hard to be, you know, it's, it's a big time struggle to be a, an excellent dad during football season. Um, it, it's tough because you always feel like you're either selling your selling your kids short and your wife short, or selling your team short, and it's, it's really a tough thing to juggle. And so um, I've taught a lot of coaches around because it's, it's always kind of bothered me because I want to be a I want to be an excellent coach, but I want to be an even better dad. I think that I think that's even more important and. Uh, it's tough to balance, and what I've gathered from other coaches I'm a lot more experienced with is they say, you know, try to include your kids and everything you do during the season as much as possible, but then in the off season, that's where you, you really got to make it for lost time. And, you know, they say it's okay to have a busy season um, as long as every season don't turn into a busy season, if that makes sense, as long as you have downtime in winter and spring, you know. Summer, you know, it's okay to have a, a busy fall, but you got you got to make your family a priority. And I enjoy spending time with my family and my wife and um, – you know, that's, those, that's about the only thing I get to do on the downtime. We're either going somewhere on a on a quick trip or I'm I'm about to start grilling and watching them and pushing them on a swing set and just enjoy hanging out with the family. Yeah, so that's been uh, – I used to th- enjoy hunting, but since I've been married, uh, my, my hunting has uh, has taken a big hit. But I'm um, hoping that hoping that when my son, Wade, gets a little bit older that I'll, I'll, I'll rekindle that passion of uh, deer hunting. But until then uh, – I probably limited on on the amount of times I can go go hunting. <laughs> yeah, uh, family's been the number one answer uh, so far this season when I've asked that question. But uh, uh, coach, I appreciate you taking the time coming on the show this week. Talk about your bear. Talk about the uh, upcoming uh, game this Thursday night against uh, Northside Methodist. I know I told you off air I will be there. I plan on attending the game, checking out. I don't get to see many games in person, so I'm going to make take an opportunity this week to go see the Bears. I wish y'all best of luck uh, this season and on Thursday night. And I hope uh, maybe we can uh, check back in with you as the season goes on. Sounds great. Thank you. Uh, Once again, thanks to Cottonwood head coach Dustin Harrison for coming on this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. And now we're going to jump into the schedule for week one and starting on Thursday, August 25th, Northside Methodist 1-0 will be at Cottonwood, who's playing their first official game of the season. On Friday, 8-26, we're going to start up in 7A Region 2. We've got a few region games 
this Friday. Uh, more non-region than region, but we do have a few region games being played on Friday. Uh, Lee Montgomery will be at Dothan. Dothan's 1-0. Lee Montgomery's 0-1, losing Saturday night to Sidney Lanier. Of course, you can listen to this game on 96.9 The Legend uh, with Jerry Coleman and Ken Lambert and myself uh, on the call. Of course, Jerry and Ken will be there at the game at Repuse. I'll be back at Studio Control keeping you updated on all the scores around the Wiregrass. Auburn will be at Enterprise, a battle of 1-0 teams. Some big matchups early on in region play to start off. You want to start 1-0 in region play. That's a, always big games. that first one. Providence Christian will be at Ashford. Ashford is playing their first game of the season. Providence Christian 0-1 after losing to Highland Hall on Friday. Delville at 0-1 will be at 1-0 Houston Academy. Op at 0-1 will be at uh, New Brighton, who is 0-1 as well. Uh, 1-A Region 2, Brantley 1-0 will be at Houston County, who is 0-1. Elbert 1-0 will be at Kinston, who is 1-0. And it's a non-region matchups. You'll have Red Level at Florella, Headland at Abbeville, Laverne at Geneva County. Uh, Battle of two teams playing their first game. Slocum will be at GW Long. Rehoboth hasn't played a game yet. They will be at Wicksburg. Goshen, 1-0, will be at Inside Chapel, who's playing their first game. Ayrton is 1-0, playing at 1-0 Highland Home. That should be a fun game. Andalusia, 1-0, at Milton, Florida. Milton, Florida has not played a game this year. Calhoun has not played a game. They will be at 0-1 Barbara County. Mary Montgomery, 0-1, will be at Charles Henderson, who's 0-0 on the year. Uh, Stanhope, Elmore, 0-1, will be at Eufaula. Eufaula kicking off the season. The Jarrell Jernigan, Error begins this Friday there at Eufaula. And then to close out, Geneva 0-1 will be at Bozeman, Florida, who is 0-1 on the season. And that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Wiregrass High School Football Report. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. We'll be back next week to recap all of the week one action here in the Wiregrass and look ahead to week two. Of course, have another winning coach here on the show. Remember, you can follow me on social media at P. Jordan SEC, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, 969thelegend.com, and on my YouTube channel, Philip Jordan Sports YouTube. On Apple Podcasts, please follow, rate, and review. Leave a review. I will read it on a future edition of the show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for all notifications. And on the Wireless High School Football Report episodes, if you leave a comment on one of the videos, I will read that on a future edition as well. You can always email me at sports.philjordan at gmail.com. Go out this weekend, Thursday or Friday night. Go check out some high school football. Until next time, bye-bye.